0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Septionary. We are live on the show, episode two. We're really excited that you guys are here. All 217 of you people who listened to us. Whoa. Isn't seriously? That yep. Seriously. Um 217. I was thinking there would be like it's a mob. 1745. Oh, wow. The seriously expectations are that really That
1: 217 high. total listens.
0: Uh, 217 total plays. Total plays. Estimated audience So that's size Quentin seasons.
2: in a room.
1: That's, that's me it. hitting plays. <laughs> 16 times. <laughs> 16. Play it all the
0: time. But we actually have listeners from Puerto Rico and Germany. And Germany. We are yes. a global you podcast.
2: Po- po- you drove to Puerto Rico. I drove to Puerto Rico, <laughs> just, <laughs> Puerto Rico
0: <laughs> just to hit play. So we're we're a global podcast. Uh, I am uh, Quentin Seip, and um, we have with us today, of course, Hunter, uh, my brother, Eric, my dad, and uh, we also have some special guests today: Todd and Krista Davis,
3: the third member of the Trinity.
0: Yeah, but they're not
3: very special. Like this, this This is is a normal experience, and they're not part of the Trinity. What the (laughs) the, the (laughs) side Trinity? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my word! Let's not even go there. Let's keep moving.
0: We lost half
3: our listeners already. Right there. They're off. <laughs> they're off.
0: But I mean, they are kind of semi-special. Well, they're special in the sense that they are here in person. That well, because they normally are in France. They're missionaries of France. We also have their eldest, Brody. The eldest. The eldest. The elder, the elder of the family. Um, so, he gives, so he gives a tiny
3: hello, like like that's all he ever does is just a little tiny hello. Hello, hello. he's trying to make his voice lower. <laughs> I
2: represent the kids. All right, stop. <laughs> I
0: um, So yeah, so that's uh, that's what we have today. Thanks again for tuning in. Really, uh, really happy that you're tuning in. Just to give you kind of a place where you can find us, literally everywhere. We are actually now on separate seven different. Separate, I just defined this. Separate, different, um, separate podcast channels. Um, <laughs> your new, separate, that's new that's a, that is a new Slack Seven different, uh, podcast outlets. So that includes Google Cast, Spotify, Apple. Podcast, anywhere that you can probably, Overcast, I believe. Overcast, <laughs> not Overcast.
2: <laughs> Did you just make it up? <laughs> Down- Downcast. Downcast. Down-cast. Um, <laughs> Stitcher, though, we're not on Stitcher.
0: We're not on Breaker, yet. Radio, Public, no one's ever, I've never actually even heard of these places, but apparently they're things. Well, Public, ca- Pocketcast, I've heard of that, but, so we are um, on Armcast. Not on Arm, no. No, no. no. Have, okay, no. No. all right. Um, so we're on lots of different outlets Uh, we are got a twitter account Cyptionary on twitter please follow us there Um, we're going to ask you a million times like rate review five star five star ratings I want to make sure that's very clear because some people might be confused if you've never given a rating uh, uh, or starred something online the the perfect way that you can give us a, a, a good rating is a five star not a one star the more stars the better uh, someone gave us a one star. No need to own it. They took, took the time to, out who that to push, push one. It wasn't
3: me. They <laughs> took the time to push nice. I'm one. Gonna,
0: I've, I've got a very special set of skills. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to find you. No, I don't. Um, I don't know. There's probably a way for me to find out who that was. I haven't taken the no, time. No, no, anymore. no, we no. Don't, we don't. No, I'm it's going to no, find you. You know who you are. If I can find out. If you, but if you did that by accident, I, I bet I'm gonna it was, assume I bet it was Jeff Peters. It's probably Jeff. I bet it was Jeff Peters. I'm gonna assume, out of the goodness of my heart, because we are all good Christian folk, that you did that by accident. I'm not a good Christian person. Oh, person <laughs> <100% laughs> who does. So yeah. We have many enemies
4: Listen. as
5: well. <coughs> enemies isn't the right word, maybe, Enemies. If you
2: make good friends, you also make good
0: enemies. Exactly. I'm just saying it's possible. Uh, okay, move on. Let's go. So yeah, so <laughs> you know, five star, five star ratings, five star ratings, five star
3: ratings only. Todd's embarrassed. Todd's Todd embarrassed. is embarrassed for our whole family. Todd and we on a video? <laughs> yeah. No. Hey, hey, I do have some bling coming, though. Mm. And I forgot to order one. I should have ordered one for you guys. Stop hitting it. It picks up on the mic. Oh, sorry. That's sorry. 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 But we, are... we actually have Siphonary shirts coming.
0: Yeah, because we have a shop. That's right. And all of this stuff is in the description. So you can support us. You can actually be members of our podcast and support us monthly. That would help out a lot. Link for that is in the description. Link for the the shop is also in the description. Link for our Twitter accounts in the description. Everything in the description um, or info show notes. So, all right, that's great. Can we Should we move on?
2: We, I think we should move on. I think done, we should am done move with on. intros. Yeah. Man, I'm done with intros. I'm done. Five minutes <laughs> Wore worn out already. Oh, uh, uh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. Well, on to the, on to the big news. We yeah, we do have Todd and Carissa Davis and Brody here as well. Uh, we're super excited to be able to get to spend time with them over the last several months and weeks. Um, so we're we're really happy to kind of give uh, this episode in particular of the podcast to them and, and ask them a whole host of questions. So we normally give a family update. Uh, so I'm actually gonna turn this over to Carissa and she's actually gonna give the Davis family update. So so Carissa, when what's up with you guys? Where where are you headed Ooh. next? <laughs> what's going on? What do the next couple that? of days and weeks look like for you and beyond?
5: Well, first of all, I would just like to say, as the oldest Psype kid and as the one voted most likely to contribute to the Who said I that? I feel honored hey, where was that? Even to more at least than th- the wait. second episode. He said episode. that in the first episode. That's, that's
3: right. That's that's true. That's true.
5: But anyhow, um, I see you as an active member eight. of this. Oh, I just I'm recognize so that you are in
2: France and things are just more challenging when you're. So we can we can Skype you in or something or, uh, somehow.
3: Technological nightmare for me. Yes. Yeah, oh, wan- there it goes.
5: Wah wah wah. You'll never hear from me again. Yay. This is all you get. <laughs> any questions? Seder.
3: Yes. So Anyhow, we-
5: life update.
3: Introduce your kids. Like there's a bunch of people that probably don't even know who your kids are. They're not here, but I represent the
4: kids.
5: Um so uh like has already been said, my amazing husband Todd is here.
0: That's true. Um, That's really the only reason why you're on the podcast. Exactly. Because i be of honest. <laughs> That's not
5: true. And again, because I contribute to the Syptionary. It's a little bit true. have someone that talks for me. Um, and then Brody, my oldest, is here. He's 13. And then we have um, Rafe, who is 10, Basil, who is 10, Riggs, who is 9, and Genevieve, who is 8. They're all about to move up. So let uh, move up a year. It starts in just a couple of weeks when Brody turns... Fourteen, Whoa. so life is getting 14. amazing. That's, it really <laughs> is. Just, that is on <laughs> Yeah. Harder, lots more discipleship conversations, which take a long time, but still more fun. No well, diapers to change. About it. No. Anyways, um, we are here for the summer, thanking the Lord that we made it just because of all the COVID stuff. Um, you know, just so much uncertainty. We're super thankful that we, um, were able to make it here. We got to see a bunch of people, um, you know who you are, (laughs) um, got to visit, uh, several churches and still have some more to do, to do as we head to Colorado tomorrow. Um, we're super looking forward to Colorado. It's going to be fantastic to be with. Um, for those of you who don't know, we started a church out in Colorado with a group of people, from a church in Greenville and um, um, many of those people are still out there. and We get to hang out with them and they are, they are extensions of our family for sure. So um, yeah, we head back to the end of August. Kids get to go to school. I think we, we've heard that they're going to be back in school full time. We're hoping that's the case and we're hoping that life gets back to normal. Looking
1: forward yeah. to it. Back yeah, we've
5: had a great time. It's yeah, back in France. Yep. Yeah. It's crazy to think it's that like it's Marseille or almost it's... over the same place. Oh, that's true. well, now they know Marseille. 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 So, our hidden, our secret place is
3: uh, Marseille. Marseille. Marseille, France. Yes. Awesome. South France. Yes, beautiful. South the home France. of the Chateau d'If. And that the Count of yeah. Monte yeah. Cristo. Yeah, yeah, man. Mm-hmm. It's, I've been there. It's such a it good is book. awesome. It is just awesome. If you ever read The Count of Monte Cristo, you must read it.
2: Because it tells you all about Love the that. city of
3: Marseille. So
2: this, yeah. Anyway, good. It's a cool looking place. So we we've, we've got to get there. Nikki and I have talked about getting there. We're gonna try the chateau. It's awesome. Well, that too. Well, you <laughs> through there. You so gotta be there. You You don't want to you don't So you, you so you have quite a busy life. You have plenty of kids to handle. You got your own stuff to handle. Um, what what does the normal I'm assuming in the school calendar. What what does a normal ministry week look like for you? As you go back, what sort of things are you anticipating, in terms of your own ministry? Um, What what can we expect from you this this fall, in terms of what you're doing? I'm asking you more specifically, Krista, just because
5: we'll we'll
2: get to Todd. We'll get to
5: okay. We'll handle Todd. Um. Well, Dr.
3: Davis, to you.
5: I think. One of the, so we just finished our, our first term, so to speak, and we spent, um, you know, that first term learning the language. So full time, we were in school, um, in class, uh, learning culture, and, um, and uh, learning people of our church. So our weeks were spent in school and meeting with whoever would speak French with us. And, um, thankfully we were really welcomed in by our church and, um, got to know a a lot of people there that helped us learn the language. And so, yeah, kind of finished up that portion of it. There's still a lot more work to do, of course, in language. Um, but going forward for me, I think I might, I might be doing a little bit more language course, whether or not that's meeting with a tutor uh, probably will be look like you know a couple hours with a tutor a week um meeting with whoever i can still and then um we just uh, the oh, i just don't know what else what to um we are the church there is really wants to have a focus and engaging the community mm-hmm. and through covid and um some of the things that i was involved in Um, during during that time, um, God's given me a little bit more clarity as to what I think that's going to look like. And I think the next step of that is going to see what the church there wants to do and see how I can align what I would like to do into that. Um, And so it's just going to look like community engagement projects, essentially. One of those things is that um, the church is looking for a new building, and I'm kind of helping in that search. Um, And so that'll be a, a big piece of what I want to focus on is helping the church find a building that can be used during the week for more than just Sunday morning worship. Awesome.
3: Oh, yeah yeah and that's awesome oh, yeah. i i want to talk later on but there's a couple things that she's thrown out there that i i find fascinating um so like for instance um maybe we'll just hit hit this now talk to us about france's history with quilts marseille's <laughs> history cool. with quilts and how that okay. fits in okay. because well, i think let that's me just really say, cool let me
5: just say this this is kind of this is a really cool story i'll be really short i grew it doesn't up, have to be short but. well I don't want to prolong it. But I grew up um, learning how to sew with my grandma. Loved sewing. My grandfather bought me a sewing machine when I graduated from college. Shout out to my and mom. She's listening. Yes, my grandfather, grandma. girl. Um, She's not listening. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she should be listening. So, Follow on all seven platforms. <laughs> you know, sewing is a great hobby. Uh, but then you have kids and your hobbies get tossed by the wayside, right? So just hadn't really done very much with it. Well, fast forward, moved to France, actually gave my sewing machine, I think, I didn't want it outside of the family, I think my cousin has it, and she's having little babies, so she probably won't be sewing for a little while either, but um, then we're in France, and my grandmother has this, this friend who says, I have this brand new, it's actually an embroidery machine. Brand new embroidery machine, also sewing machine, sitting in a box, and I would love to give it to someone in ministry. And my grandma's like, "Well, I know my granddaughter would take it." So, <laughs> I, I, I think I could tell this story. I don't think he, he, the, the 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 problem was then shipping it to figuring out how to get it to France, right? So, my grandpa like went to like, shipping store after shipping store, trying to find a, an economic way of shipping this thing, he calls me and he says, Carissa, like, you're never going to believe what happened. I've shipped all three boxes to Marseille. And you and you know how much I shipped them for? And I'm like, no, it was like 50 bucks. And I'm like, what? Whoa, that is amazing. 50 bucks. Wow, God is so good. He's like, Carissa, God wants you to have this sewing machine. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> got to figure out how to... So in time, oh. well, come to find out, later on we find out that it wasn't fifty bucks; it was actually five hundred dollars. Oh. Oh, missed a zero there. Oh. Shit, all three oh. boxes to Marseille. So naturally, I'm just like, well, okay, Lord, I am just going to believe that you are going to give me time to sew. I am going to figure out how to use this machine and sew. And it really, it's like a computer. It, it's not easy to use. And finding the stuff that we need in our town to use it was difficult, challenging. But it was a really cool way of just getting to meet people, getting to know my town, because I had to go to different places, different, um, like shops that had what I needed, and so doing that got allowed me to take extra buses and see different parts of the city that I'd never seen before. And so in, in that way, I thought it was, okay, thank you, Lord. Also, we were studying language. My husband is a super intellectual person. Um, my friends are very smart intellectual people who come to find out learn language very easily. Me... I'm not really sure what I am, but I don't think I'm an intellectual. And so, having this um, this sewing really was just so encouraging, A sweet little gift from God to just be able to have some little time for me to create and um, do something that I like inside of these, and, like inside of these, just learning this language. So that was another sweet little gift of sewing. So cool. Then. <laughs> uh... Then, COVID hit. (laughs) A joke. I can't have to explain it. I know.
2: That's
5: okay. So then, COVID hit. Everyone's bored, right? Well, everyone needs masks. Come to find out, like, while everything is shut down, we're only allowed outside of our house for an hour, the thing that opens up next are the sewing stores. Hmm. So, I can spend my time going to these little sewing stores Watching people get mad at each other, watching fights, it's super fun. Like, I can show you pictures of just these crowded, crowded sewing stores. What are sewing people getting mad about? Like what? Well, it's kind of just like a Marseille thing. It's not really so much the sewing thing. you got to wait in line outside, Uh, people cutting.
2: People do that in America, too.
3: Right, right, exactly. exactly. They do that at Chick-fil-A all the
5: time. But it was fun. (laughs) (laughs) So, just getting to meet other people that sew. Another cute little blessing. So then, I decided to make masks. Um... Every night during confinement, at 8 o'clock, we would stand at the our windows and um, clap for people. And, clap, clap for people. Clap for the <laughs> nurses. And- love <laughs> <Hi>, you. <laughs> Hi, you're <awesome. laughs> I love you, person. But it was actually this really cool French, though, thing. So, yeah. It was this really cool thing. In like France, people are not overly friendly. You go into your apartment buildings, you don't see people, you might say bonjour, bonjour, and that's kind of it. So every night at eight o'clock we were clapping. Through this clapping, this is another side little story. I'm gonna go too long. It's fine. Um the 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 neighbor next door to us, my rigs, he goes to every night, he goes to the same window, every night, blah blah blah. Halfway through, we hear him go, oh, it's 8 o'clock. It's time to clap. And he goes, my friend. And we're like, your friend? What are you talking it's about? creepy. I know, right? <laughs> He's like, the lady next door. I can't even remember her name. It's terrible. But um, he's like, he knows her name. He knows how old she is. He knows the name of her dog. He knows how many kids she has. He has befriended this woman who is, lives next door to us through the window just by coming out, to store, out of the window to clap at night. And then also you're like making eye contact with your neighbors. You're like waving at your neighbors. And so you kind of are like making this connection through your neighbors. Anyways, fast forward, I decide to make masks, make like over 100 masks. And we go the kids and I go and, and Todd for some of it in our neighbor in our in our building and deliver them. And it was just again like this really cool way of mm. being able to like have something in hand and say, you're gonna need this. We were bored, we made this here. Of course they're like, how much? And we're like, no, no, it's free, <laughs> like just to be neighborly and For real? Um, That's
0: really
3: cool. That's neat. What? That's so awesome.
5: Yeah. <laughs> 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 Got You're surprised it's neighborly. Yeah,
3: yeah. That Carissa is neighborly. <laughs> we got invited yeah. at all.
5: into our neighbor's houses. We got we delivered it to the grocery store people. We were only allowed within a kilometer of our house. We delivered it to the same grocery store people. It was really sweet time. So all because of sewing. So, quilting.
0: Sheer madness.
5: <clears throat> quilting. Marseille. Okay, okay, I'm going really fast. Okay, Marseille is like this rogue town. Everyone hates it in France. I may be overstating that, but it's true.
2: Marseille against the world.
3: Yeah, Marseille against the country of France. Right. We heard that even before they went by people telling us, Southern France,
5: Nobody likes it. Right. So all of quilting actually came, not all of, most of quilting came through the port of Marseille because the mayor figured out that cotton was becoming this trend. French at the time, end of the 1600s, beginning of the 1700s, is known for its luxury fabrics like silk, um, velvet, that sort of thing. And so that's polyester. how they're making. Their, that's how they're making their money. <laughs> no <polyester>, sorry. <laughs> cotton all of a sudden becomes trendy. Comes from India and China, and it's all of a sudden becomes really trendy. The mayor of Marseille catches on to this, and he decides to not tax any cotton coming into the port, hmm. and the. Silk people are really mad. They petition the king. Cotton, the sale of cotton, is actually prohibited in France during this time because they hate Marseille that much and don't want this wow. trendy thing to mm. come. So they that is prohibited sheer it. sheer madness.
2: It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> the,
5: the, the king's mistress, actually, in retaliation, decked out her um, apartment in Marseille um, wall tapestries and needlework. Just out of spite. Wow, She needle, little anyway. love. Yeah, but then it was really <laughs> sad. <laughs> <laughs> stop, stop it. Because then going? the plague came into the port of Marseille on a cotton ship, and then that kind of shut all the oh, needlework yeah, and would do cotton. So they got the point. Cotton huh? manufacturing
2: Yeah, <laughs> 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 gosh. Oh my word.
3: Oh, just a cool
5: story of just like the the centuries long.
3: So oh, so, so, so what
5: mind. are you
0: doing with quilting now? So yeah, it just kind of weaves in and out of the history there, doesn't it? Yeah. Cool.
5: It's just
4: so. <laughs> that was quite the story. Oh gosh, give it up. So anyways, give the idea up. would be Trading like some right kind
5: right of now. community center. And <laughs> and dude, I can't even speak. You're literally the word. only <laughs> one laughing. Right? <laughs> 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 We're all
3: trying to get her to tell the story. She's got I tried to do the okay. short, dude. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm.
5: Um, so just utilizing sewing, <laughs> sewing classes and um, and the art of sewing and quilting um, to potentially be doing some classes and maybe even a retail store. I don't know. We'll see what God does. Mm. Um, but the art of sewing and American patchwork lives on in France. That's awesome. Oh, that's in cool. In me, if not in anyone else. <laughs> no, no, that's, really, that's really cool.
2: That is really cool, though. Yeah, it's really, really cool. cool. But really God's cool. doing a house. Long, long story, yeah. he, he uses... Even things that you, you don't know how will use for his purposes. Yeah. Yeah, I think
3: God just uses what's in your hands, you know. Yeah. Seriously. That's Start. that's what God placed right in our hands, and you, and you use it for, for his glory. I,
5: I actually got to go see the lady who gave me the sewing machine. I thought it was important to just be able to say, hey, you know, like you... You, you started something. Yeah, like you're just giving that to someone really did have an effect on who knows, <laughs> who, knows who. Who knows maybe some of our neighbors, like my grocery guy friends and um you know at least show the gospel through the act of sewing
3: yeah and That's i think awesome. it's i think it's really important sure. that people understand that that those kind of things matter and that they help kingdom work by just contributing what they have that they can contribute um in particular this particular thing since
2: it was such a nice machine
3: it's a very nice, yeah, machine. It's
2: a very nice machine it's awesome yeah. Well, we are, we're going to transition uh, to a more dedicated time of uh, interviewing, uh, get Todd in here as well. Uh, but before we do, we'll go ahead and take a break, and then we'll be, we'll be right back. All right, and uh, welcome back. So uh, we'll, we'll get into more of the, the meat of the interview. Uh, this is a chance where we can uh, really ask Todd a couple, uh, a couple of questions related to uh, his, his life in ministry over in France. Uh, Todd, I know one question that that I would have. You've been back in the States now for uh, a couple of months, um, and you've been able to bounce around a couple churches uh, and just kind of revisit the American church, and of course you've had uh, a couple years in uh, the French church in international setting. Uh, Do you have any thoughts as to uh, the state of the American church or any contrast between the French church and the American church that would be
1: helpful for a lot of our listeners? So, I um, have to start out by saying that this is preliminary observations more than like long-term, wide-scale conclusions, because we haven't been in a ton of churches in France and haven't been there super long, and so um, some of it's maybe curiosity as far as like what is helpful for the American church from that perspective, I can try to bring that out, I guess. Yeah, that'd be great. That's great. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of there are a lot of similarities. Um, I think it's there's some evidence of American evangelicalism in the French evangelical church. Just even so much of the music that we sing mm. is translated <clears throat> from American um, or, yeah hymns or current songs, oh. um, worship songs. That are originally written in English. and so we're we're seeing things downstream of whatever that influence is, although I think there's some stuff that we noticed that's clearly different that it must have to do with the history of the development of the Evangelical Church in France, and we don't know all of that history yet. it's a, it's a process of learning that, but um, I think it's a there's more professionalization in the American church. That seems rather obvious. Um, For example, in the French church, they will often have one individual who leads the service who's different from week to week. That's not the case for every church from what we understand. It's how our church is. And so you don't have a set worship leader Mm. who's maybe on staff or trained in that necessarily um, one of the things that we notice in the in the services is just a lot more participative prayer hmm. um, that's hmm. a that's a big that's thing yeah. um, that takes place right in the middle of the service um, a extended time or times of prayer that are open for lots of people to participate in which, really enjoy yeah. yeah yeah that was
5: something very sweet at the onset that you just got to purchase partic- even though we couldn't understand yeah. it was sweet to see just like lots of people so so
3: there's not a like a midweek midweek prayer service it's kind of more just portioned right into the middle
1: of the worship is that kind of what it is or there's there are also midweek prayer services oh, okay. in some churches and it just in general, it seems like there is an emphasis on prayer in the church in France. It's a little bit stronger than what we've witnessed in America, I would say. On the other hand, I would say the sermons tend to be shorter, from what we're what we've been exposed to. For whatever that indicates, it's just an observation. Um, there, it seems like people aren't used to the longer sermons that are often the case in American evangelical churches. Um, I would say one thing kind of more broadly speaking um, is that there's not the... The French evangelical church does not at all see itself as a political mover and shaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Wow. So yeah. There's, a, there's an organization that does a really good job of representing evangelicals in France and in essence, trying to let the country see that we're not freaks and not a cult, yeah. which yeah. has been a struggle yeah. for um, French evangelicals for some period of time. Yeah, um, but it's not making policy. Sure. <laughs> um, with within the government, the you often come across statistics that say the French evangelical church is less than one percent of the population. So. It's rather small, and you you can notice that minority status um, within the church and uh, a a real desire not to add to the negative perception Hmm. towards Christians in the church. For example, at the beginning of this COVID thing, there was a church up in the um, part of France that is near Germany, That had gathered, and this was before the confinement had been made. Hmm. But there was a large outbreak of COVID in this church, and that was part of a large outbreak in that region that persisted throughout the. It's maybe kind of coming more under control more recently, but for a long time was one of the leading regions um, that was hit in France. And that kind of stuff is just bad um, publicity like for the yeah, evangelical PR, church. Yeah. And so, so as a result of that, you see um, French evangelical churches like wanting to be really careful not to add to negative perceptions. And then our pastor often sends me things from the that come across into news in France from the American evangelical. Culture and stuff that's on that's uh, on news programs that hmm. um, present a segment on the evangelical church and what's happening. And he's just like, "Is this true? This seems crazy." <laughs> wow. uh, or, um, wow. or what do you think about this? And, and then you know, comments on it in terms of just how because that gets imported and. Then French people look at what's happening in American evangelicalism, and they're like, "That's crazy." Sometimes, mm. and they assume that's true of the French evangelical church mm. as well. Um, so I don't know some just some things that we've noticed that we really appreciate is that emphasis on prayer that we've witnessed in our church. Um, we would uh, we have found. Our church to be—I don't know how to um, apply this to other churches—but our church very f- a family and very welcoming and um, knowing and caring for each other. And I don't know if that's related to the minority status of the church, but uh, I'm sure it exists in France. But it's just more of a commitment to be part of the church. It's just because it's not part of the. There's no. Subculture yeah. of that. Yeah. yeah. So if you're if you're going to to be a member of an evangelical church, you've it's a you've commitment that goes against the yeah. grain. It yeah. Goes against yeah. all the grains. And so that's a that's a really good thing to to witness. Um, that's crazy. Yeah, I don't know. Those are those mm-hmm. are just a. I'm sure we could. Yeah, think I mean, the longer church, the church the church though is growing because I mean
3: you I mean even from when we were there, um, you're. You're busting out the little building that you do have, the little place where you guys meet um, that you're renting, um, but you got to look for another building. So
1: there, there's really some encouraging signs. Uh, the impression that I get is that Protestantism within France was really squashed um, by the kings, um, Catherine, and and you add into that the the queen reaction to. Um, religion just in general reaction to the church and the French Revolution History and um, Christianity and Protestants was just really squashed and I think Protestants kind of just tried to hold on and survive yeah, mm, yeah. and um so I they, wouldn't, they been, wouldn't
3: be singing Onward Christian Soldiers there, probably? Probably, yeah. probably yeah. not. <laughs> we don't even sing that yeah, here. We don't even sing that
1: here
0: anymore. We shouldn't anymore. anymore. anymore.
1: But some <laughs> en- encouraging signs of the spread of the gospel over the last several decades um, in the church. There's a big emphasis on wanting to have a church for every 10,000 people um, in France, Wow. And so there's a map that's been produced by the large organization that represents a lot of the evangelicals in France identifying the regions throughout the country where there's only one church for every 100,000 people or mm. things like that. Those are big churches. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Right? laughs> American church culture coming in. <laughs> Mega church. Congregation.
2: You, yeah. Yeah. I do think it's in one sense that the comment about prayer, you know, in one sense may reflect maybe you know just a lack of spiritual vitality in the american church seeing as prayer is a fairly normal experience and a very prevalent experience in the in the early church you know that's being reflected in france should be seen as normal you know we seem to be lacking some of that that's really interesting well it could
3: be from the historical output that you're saying that it was so squashed that yeah. people the only thing they could do is pray that's right yeah. so we, really could, cool. we, could yeah. that we could use some of that we could use some of that and we're getting some of that some. for sure for sure yeah, so, so my, my question would be kind of a, a little little bit of a follow-up on that. So you guys are headed back. Um, what, what are some of the things that you look and say, if God wills, we would like to be able to do such and such in this particular area of, of ministry? I, I know you've, you've talked, and I don't know that everybody that's listening to this would know your particular uh, ministry vision and goals. But talk a little bit about that and what your next step is. You've done the two-year language thing. Not that say that that's over, but so what's the next step you guys see yourself taking?
1: I think the desire for every Christian is for more people to know and love Jesus and follow right. him and be able to help other people know and love and follow him through understanding appreciating trusting and relying on the gospel of Jesus and so we're just taking that and applying it to where we are where God has put us in Marseille and that's what we want to see we want to see more people we want to see Christians growing in their following of Jesus we want to see more people knowing him knowing his gospel loving him and following him and um, that's why we're working in Marseille and we're just convinced that um, the church is the result of that Mm -hmm. when the gospel of Jesus goes forward the church is built and new churches are planted and they grow and plant new churches and churches that are already existing continue to be built up in Christ and that the church then becomes the primary tool it should be anyway by which the gospel continues to spread um, to the people in any given community and that's the general essence of our desire and trying to figure out just who God has made us to be, the stuff he's put into our past, the gifts he's given to us, the experiences that we've had and Mm -hmm. how can we use that to help the church help people to know and love and follow Jesus Mm. through the gospel and for me having served as a pastor having um, led and planting a church in Colorado those things definitely need to be involved in what we're doing Um, taking that pastoral experience and helping to bring that alongside the church in Marseille, alongside our church specifically, wanting to see our church grow in developing a gospel culture in which we're all growing in our following of Jesus by embracing and living out the gospel ourselves. Mm -hmm. And then that just kind of overflowing out of our lives into our community, to our neighbors, to our coworkers, to um, the people all around us. And so that's, that's what we want to see. And so that certainly involves making friendships and yep. meeting people in the community, but it also especially involves diving into people's lives in the church and helping them grow in their relationship with Christ and help them grow in using their gifts and using their calling in life to help, more people know and love and follow jesus and um, that's that's the core and 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 we'd love to see that spread further into the region where god has led us and um, if he would make it possible to have the opportunity to help in training pastors training church leaders and um, helping strengthen other people like us that god has called to um, other parts of the world and um just as another way that we can use the gifts God's put into our lives to help strengthen um, just the the work of Jesus, the kingdom of Christ. And so yeah, those are you know, I
3: experience. I hear you. I hear you say that, and um, it sounds very simple. I mean, it's very simplistic. Um, but but when you get to Marseille and you see that it's the second largest city um, under Paris. I mean, there's Paris and then there's Marseille as far as largeness. It's very easy to get completely overwhelmed and overrun with the mass of people. And then one of the things you see in Marseille is the d- diversity of people. Mm. I mean, you have a huge, strong diversity of of folks, and um, and learning their cultures and learning, you know, where they are. Um, and so, talk to me just a little bit about 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 battling that overwhelming feeling and how you guys seek to, to cut through that uh, and deal with just one person at a time as, as God would bring them to you.
1: In some ways, it's not easy, but in some ways it's as simple as that, dealing with the one person at a time that God brings to you. and I think we think that the, the best relationships for this are going to be the ones that are in the natural sphere of your life people you see on a regular basis, people who are involved in things that you're naturally involved in. And that that drives why we want why we have no illusion that we can accomplish something great just on our own. Yep. <laughs> but yep. if there's a church full of people that are engaged with the yeah. people in their lives in the natural sphere of their lives, their family members, their neighbors, their coworkers, the um, parents of kids that their kids play with, and on a soccer team or something, then that that spreads. Yep. that goes somewhere, and um, so that's at the heart of of what we want to do. Take. Advantage of the natural sphere of our lives. Help the people in our church take advantage of the natural sphere of their lives. And then figure out how we can expand some of those spheres mm-hmm. by things like stuff that Carissa was talking about earlier. Just what she's interested in and um, the the skills she has. And, and that's the case for others on our team as well. How can we use those things that would connect us with other people who have those interests or have, who have those just uh, kind of inclinations in, in their lives as well, just to help expand the um, network of our relationships into the city.
2: That's awesome. I, in one sense, it's, it's funny because it's like that kind of Christian discipleship, missional endeavor seems like, I mean, that's something anybody could be, could be doing in their own city. Obviously a different context. Those are different people. Those are different spheres, but the same kind of discipleship mission—that's what God has called us to—in a Matthew twenty-eight, hmm. you know, environment. That's the mission of you. That's that's the mission of uh, the person who's who's listening to this. It's my mission. Uh, it's all of our missions. What what Jesus has wonderfully and by His grace called us called us into. Um, so that's really that's really cool and helpful. We'll go ahead and, and shift gears. Uh, we'll head into the segment uh, that's really geared for for Brody here, Brodacious. Uh, Brody, we are giving you the a very exciting segment where, in one sense, we're giving you the reins to a Lamborghini to say and to do whatever you want want to do. No so one has
5: checked what he's about to say. No I one has. So <laughs> there we go
2: again. This it's it's a little nervous. Nervous. Yeah, the, who's the nervous uh, one here? Who's the nervous <laughs> one? Everybody but you.
5: Everyone, yeah. here. Everyone but you. <laughs> All right, so... Oh, wait, wait. The noteworthy
1: did. Uh, uh, yeah, I gotta call it a syphonary. The reins of a Lamborghini. <laughs> the reins of one. There's a whole snap in his sleeve. <laughs> <a site chenari. laughs> oh, oh, I, I think it's and like three it to nothing.
2: This, is, this is the top of the do? iceberg. The top. <laughs> this yeah. is, t- no. That <laughs> was
3: the tip. Was the, no, Last yeah. week it was the tip. Tip. It's the tip. The mix oh, right, right. right of so a Lamborghini. All right. The, the I don't not- know what you're gonna do
5: without Todd to pick those things. <laughs> up. I don't
3: know. Oh, right.
2: Somebody. Well, no, so we'll get. We twitter
0: get. Yeah, yeah we we'll yeah, get. We get texts. That was so funny. That was great. All
2: right, so so Brody, we're giving you the noteworthy. Anything that you see that is that is worth our time and our energy. What do you want us to know? Um. Well... We gave you all this Yeah, we all this. Uh, this right. build-up. Um, and moving uh, on. Anything you want to say. There's no right or wrong answer.
4: You've um, been here You're in
3: the big leagues now, buddy. Swing away. I what? know.
4: It's just, like, you gave me, like, this whole... Thing and I kind of have like a little thing. And that's fine. That no, 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 no. There's no, no. no,
3: no.
2: There's no wrong answer. Right. Yeah. Well, we'll cover for you too. Right. <laughs> Quentin will shame you, but yeah. I won't. Sure. Well, um,
4: something I've just been realizing, kind of this, is the big thing that's been um, in my head throughout um, all of this um, being being <laughs> home. Stop! Stop!
2: Oh just stop. I'm throwing is, off his groove. I'm sorry,
3: Good.
4: Hi, buddy. <laughs> my groove.
5: You're doing Um, fine. You're doing great.
3: They can't see you. This is all audio. Right.
5: Right. Okay.
4: Um, Thank the Lord. Um. Is um, is really just um how God has made me feel here because um we've been kind of looking forward to going back to America for a really long time, and um, in Marseille it's like this big thing with the missionaries. They're all like oh going back to America wow it's crazy and being back here it really is it really has been amazing and you get to just enjoy like little things like you know like going to outlets like sh- stuff like shopping stuff like that and getting chun- getting chunky at Hardee's and- there it is oh what is Sweet chunky D? what is chunky uh, oh like no, no, getting, getting chunky chun- oh oh getting chunky they sell chunky chun- 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 yes they, they do, do. <laughs>
0: That. New to me. It, number one. <laughs> extra large, large
2: one. Extra large <laughs> 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 And sweet tea. Yeah, sweet,
4: sweet, tea. sweet tea. I don't know how we survive Marseille without sweet tea. Oh but, good
3: grief. Um, yeah.
4: Um, but throughout it all, it kind of just feels like um like I don't want to be mean to America or anything, but it just kind of seems like I don't have at, at this stage of my life, like kind of a plan to, a, a plan from God to be here. Um mm-hmm. it kind of feels like my life that God wants me to be moving is kind of on pause right now. Um so um it's it's kind of made me it's kind of made me miss Marseille and kind of made me miss like my friends and like the opportunities I've had that I've kind of overlooked and took for granted. Um it like makes me want to go back to school. Um, and, um, I've learned so much these past few weeks too. Like I went to camp and, um, I learned a lot there too about friendship, talking to this, my friends, um, about, um, about, um, my, um, my relationship with God. And, um, and so it kind of, it kind of just makes you realize like, yeah, like this is amazing, but like I belong here and like, that's where, this is where God wants me to be, and I'll feel good whenever that's happening, and I'll be moving forward, and I'll be um, fulfilling God's plan. So, yeah, I don't know.
2: That's awesome. I, th- I think like you know, you're talking to a whole group of people who have bounced around in the name of ministry all over the place and for a, long, for a long time. And I think we all would resonate with what you're saying in the sense that for every place that God calls you to, it does seem like he gives you a special grace mm. to be able to live and to, in one sense, I know this isn't our final home, but to be able to say that's my that's my earthly home and this is where God has placed me in um, a level of, of grace and comfort and maybe even a peace about, about being in that situation. Do you feel like that's kind of what you're describing in some sense? Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. I think
3: yeah. Word for word.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, I think... I should have just said that. I, no,
3: but, <laughs> yeah, you should have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to me, this warms my heart because That's the reality is, the, really the reality is, God, God gives you the grace to live.
2: That's
3: right. Where He's put you, and He gives you the desires of your heart. When you, this is what it means that God actually gives you the desires. There's a sense to which you should long to be where God wants you to be. That's right. And then the the key though is going home. Or going back home to, to Marseille and being content. Yeah, because you're yeah, always going to be looking over your shoulder going, you know what? We don't have Chick fil A, we don't have Chunky. <laughs> yeah, we, we praise are, the Lord. You yeah, have yeah, 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 yeah. You have, are suffering. You have of, some Mediterranean you know. food that's out of this world, <laughs> like steak and shake. Chunking. Like right. steak and shake over there. It's so. true. Yeah, steak and shake. There is steak and shake. Yeah, it's literally
5: steak and shake. Yeah, it's and it's Greek food? No, no. It's Greek on the Mediterranean.
0: From Mediterranean food to steak and shake. That's because the steak and shake in a heartbeat is literally
2: on the Mediterranean. Literally
3: on the Mediterranean.
2: I'll have a shawarma with shake.
4: <laughs>
3: with the side
0: of I thought you were gonna say something like you missed playing Fortnite with us. You but we it. can
5: play Fortnite in Marseille though. Actually, Actually, that's that's Marseille. the only place, so the air air place we oh, can play true, That's true, that's true. Because right. that was the only time I allowed you to play Fortnite. Yes. Yes. Yeah, COVID. Yeah, no. put that on the podcast. Nice one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: guarantee you. None of your friends are listening, <laughs> so
2: uh, right. you'll be okay. Unless it's that one friend. No, in he was it's that one in friend to in Germany. Yeah. A I gave us one star. Life. All right, we'll go ahead and transition. We've asked Todd to give the devotional uh, today, uh, so he's he's really good at these. From the heart to the heart, so we'll we'll give the reins of the Lamborghini back Ooh, over to man. Todd. Read it in and uh, just some life. encouragement from the Word as we close isn't, out the podcast.
0: Isn't the Lamborghini logo a horse though? It, it, is, it is. It's a Mustang. It's not the Mustang. just
4: a... So it's it's not the Mustang. So you
3: weren't that far off. I wasn't that far off. It's kind
4: yeah. Mustang's better.
3: Lamborghini is Italian for worse. I think you just made that up. You I did. Just, <laughs> I, did. I, just, okay. I did. I just made that up. <laughs> the so, Lamborghini.
1: And Lamborghini.
4: you can whip your Lamborghini.
1: What is it? It's August 4th, 2020, and... One of the things I don't think anybody is going... If you had to list like five words to describe 2020, probably mm. one of those words would not be peaceful. Mm. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's just you look around us at all that's going on and everything's just in turmoil. Obviously, the pandemic is the big thing, but you can layer onto that the racial tensions in the United States all in the context of this really unique presidential election and there's just, from all appearances, a lot of divisiveness and anger and fear that's all around us. And one of the things that was really sad to me, to us, just connect watching our friends that work next to you on social media, going back and forth on things and just um, seeing that divisiveness, that anger, that um, distrustfulness in the church among Christians mm, yeah. is uh, just a really burdensome thing. And I've been reading through Isaiah and have just, had my heart stuck in chapters 25 and 26, some pretty familiar language for a lot of Christians that um, comes up in these chapters. And chapter 25 starts out saying, Oh Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you. I will praise your name for you have done wonderful things, plans formed of old, faithful and sure. And That applies to what's going on in 2020 as well. God's doing wonderful things, things that he planned from a long time ago that are faithful and sure, even though it may be difficult to see how that is.
2: Hmm.
1: Then verse 2 goes on, it says, For you have made the city a heap, the fortified city a ruin. The foreigner's palace is a city no more. It will never be rebuilt So that doesn't sound like an encouraging work of God. So it has to be an encouraging word to God's people that God is bringing judgment on those who have been oppressing them. He's overthrowing them. They've been having power over God's people, making their lives miserable, and now God's bringing judgment. But what's cool is verse 3 says therefore strong peoples will glorify you cities of ruthless nations will fear you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's an awesome well, that's is. an awesome yes. word um, because of that's in our hearts and especially in a moment like this. We want to see that. We want to see nations and peoples glorifying and fearing God. But here's why. Verse 4 says for you have been a stronghold to the poor. Hmm. a stronghold to the needy in his distress, a shelter from the storm, and a shade from the heat. Hmm. Who's this talking about? This is talking about God's people. People. They're in this position of being poor, of not being able to defend themselves, and um, needing God's grace, and in falling on Him as their stronghold, and being in that position of need, The result of that is that God works these incredible plans that cause these strong peoples, these ruthless nations, to come to glorify and fear him. Verse 6 takes us way into the future. On this mountain, probably talking about Jerusalem, the Lord of hosts will make for all peoples a feast of rich food, a feast Mm. of well-aged wine, of rich food full of marrow. and rejoice in his salvation. And with the death that we've seen as a result of this pandemic and the tears that have been shed around it, these are the kind of things that remind you that this world does not hold anybody's ultimate hope. We're yeah. longing for something yeah. where for sure. there's yeah. no more death, where there's no more tears, and yeah. here's this promise that God is going to do this and not just for his people but for the nations and what an awesome promise that is mm-hmm. and you come over into chapter 26 and it says in that day this song will be sung in the land of Judah so probably the same day same time that God is doing this and God's people are now rejoicing we have a strong city he sets up salvation as walls and bulwarks not that a beautiful oh, image the just yeah. the we do have this security in the midst of whatever craziness is going on around us in 2020 or any time because God has set up salvation as walls and bulwarks around us and then verse 3 you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you and I'm just convinced that in a moment like this what the world ought to be seeing in our lives is peace
5: well, because our yeah. minds
1: are stayed on God and not on what the news has to say and arguing this point or that point but stayed on God yeah. then verse 4 turns that into a command trust in the Lord forever mm-hmm. for the Lord God is an everlasting rock so why is it that we trust him it's not that we muster up the trust in ourselves it's that we see he is an everlasting rock and what's the natural response to that we trust him When we trust in him, our minds are stayed on him. When our minds are stayed on him, we have perfect peace. In verse 8, it says, In the path of your judgments, O Lord, we wait for you. Your name and remembrance are the desire of our soul. My soul yearns for you in the night. My spirit within me earnestly seeks you. For when your judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world learn righteousness. Mm. And don't we long for this? In a a period like this where you don't know who to trust and everybody, who is it that we trust? Well, we have a, a God, when his judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world learn righteousness. All that God does is faithful and true and righteousness. And so we want to wait for him in the path of his judgments to the point that his name, his character, who he is, the remembrance of him, of his works, what he's done for us. That's the desire of our soul. That's what causes us to yearn out in the night, not for good news the next morning of what's happened with COVID, but for God himself. Verse 12 then goes on and says, O Lord, you will ordain peace for us. You have done for us all our works. That's an awesome statement, isn't it? That's grace. Why is it that God has commanded peace for us? Well, ultimately, he's the one who's done for us all our works, to which we're just responding in trust and yielding to him because of that trust. Verse 13 says, "O oh Lord our God, other lords beside you have ruled over us, but your name alone we bring to remembrance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's deeply encouraging to us. Oh, yes. Whoever it is that we're looking to save us from COVID or fix the race relationship, Race of relations in America or be elected as the next great hope for America. It's God's name alone yep. that we bring to yes. remembrance. We've had other lords that have ruled over us. We want Him. Yes. We want Him. Yes. And he's, yeah. he's coming again to fulfill these promises and He's giving us these promises now through the gospel mm-hmm. in Christ by faith. And okay. it's just my heart that. In this moment in all moments that the world, the peoples, the nations around us would hear from our mouths and would see in our lives this kind of peace that we have in this glorious and awesome God so that they can find that same peace too. Yeah, I
3: wish, I wish awesome. it were true that Christians were actually demonstrating that kind of peace and settlement in God instead of letting the horizontals just just spook them really. A lot of them are in an uproar horizontally. I think on the
0: second read, too, even of that passage, you go back and you, as you meditate even on that, it quickly becomes less of this this, this pull to, I have to keep my mind on God, to it just naturally happens because of who he is right? mm-hmm. and what he's done. Because I think, especially we as Americans and even our culture, just our heavy law-based, we tend to come away from something like, okay, Keep my mind I got to keep my mind I got, keep, keep my mind. But that's not even what the writer is saying there. It's like he's, Look at who he is. Yeah. He's yeah. like when he he is the rock. It's not like you have to go and make him the rock and then then you go put your trust on him. It's like that's who he is. So therefore, like that's what's gonna happen. So. It's like naturally gonna happen. So, um yeah, that's, that's a awesome. very comforting
2: passage. That's great. It's great. Well, guys, this wraps up this episode of the Sipsonianery, and uh, a little bit longer today, but we wanted to make sure everyone got a chance to speak, and uh, we thought every every word out of this was was wonderful. So, want to thank um, our guests. <laughs> they're not our guests. They're actually part of the Sipsonianery, and yeah. uh, we, we are have to call wonderfully them out glad that they're here. Yeah. So you can pray for them, and uh, we will. Where can they support you guys? Yeah, good call.
1: Uh, nowhere how do I that? that's a compli- we don't know how. That's, a, that's a little complicated send checks to Calvary <laughs> send checks to Quentin I, to and we will make sure Twitter, that, uh, yeah. that they get there yeah, uh, but you, you, you probably can, know Calvary Bible Church and they can help you Yeah. yeah. so yeah. if you want Seriously.
0: if you want to give to Ton and Chris and help support their ministry contact us through the podcast or if you know us from outside the podcast you text us and we'll get you set up in the right way to be able to do that Um, Don't forget to rate and review five stars, please. That really helps us no matter where they're at. Uh, I will also say that not every podcast channel allows has the same rating review type system set up. So like some people don't have five stars, they just say review. Some people don't have stars, they just smiley faces. Yeah, whatever is. kind of thing. So just all positive feedback would be very high, very nice. If you have negative feedback, keep it to yourself. We don't care. Cool. Awesome. We're still Bye. doing this, whether you like it or not.
2: Right? You're doomed. You're doomed. <laughs> well thank you all for joining yes, us. Thanks. We will see you next week. Yes. Bye.